Welcome to week six, All the Balls. I'm Justin Miller alongside Connor Howe and Jake Platter. How are you guys doing here today? I'm well, Justin. Actually, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's been a rough stretch with the Celtics getting eliminated, but I'm sure for you, the Yankees, they're out now. So it's a rough time for a lot of fans and your Yankees. Unfortunately, they lost last night, but we'll get into that a little later. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. I had a nice round of mini golf earlier and trying to get into the sporting mood. Um, I'm enjoying the NBA Finals, too. It's a lot of exciting sports going on right now. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of stuff going on right now. Already our sixth week doing this kind of crazy times flying. October, almost the middle of October. Soon we'll be talking about the NBA season restarting again, the draft stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. But quickly before we get underway here, this is how the show is going to go today. We're going to open up with the Bears-Buccaneers game that I'm sure a lot of you watched the other night. Tom Brady losing. Haven't seen that a lot. And then we're going to get into the NBA Finals 3-2 so far. It's been a very good series. And fortunately for Heat fans, their season's still alive. So we'll get into some NBA talk, some off-season talk. We're going to talk some MLB playoffs. And I'm sure Connor's going to go on his rant about what's happening with the New York Yankees or what's going to happen in the off-season as they are eliminated. Get into some COVID talk real quick about the bubble and all that stuff. And then finally, we'll do NFL. We're going to, this week, add a little something new. We're going to go around the league, some questions, five questions for you guys, a quarter of the way done through the season. We'll ask Connor and Jake some questions on some topics. And then, of course, we'll get into our picks, our locks, our bold predictions of the weekend. For you guys out there, Fantasy Football Mailbag, ask us some questions. We'll be here for about the next hour or so. So thanks again for listening here today. Once again, I'm Justin Miller alongside Jake Platter and Connor Howe. So to start the show off, for those of you that watched the game the other night between the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of us were surprised Well, me, Connor, and Jake all had Tampa Bay winning that game and unfortunately for them, Chicago came in and beat them. It was a really good game. You guys, thoughts on the game from Thursday night? Nick Foles beats Tom Brady once again. Yeah, he's got Tom Brady's number, I guess. Um, one guy in particular who just cannot be stopped is Allen Robinson. Very quietly having an excellent year. He is going to be Foles' favorite target for the rest of the season. I think you know Trubisky wasn't using them well, and they made the switch, and now they're they're utilizing their best weapons out there in Chicago. Uh, you, like you said, you know, we all thought the Bucks were taking this game. I think most people would agree that the Bucks have a better offense than Chicago, but that defense really stepped up big, held Tom Brady to six points in the second half, and it, it was pretty disappointing to see Brady go out and get himself, what was it, yeah. one touchdown? Yeah, he, only he, got, got, he only got one touchdown. Mike Evans. And, yeah, Mike Evans, you know, made a good, a good play. They got another short score. But Tom Brady going out and throwing one touchdown – being, being held out of the end zone in the second half of a game when you need it, and that horrible miscue for Brady there at the end of the game. That I mean, that that's the difference there. And they lose by one point to the Bears. The Bears are a solid team, but Tom Brady came into this year with Super Bowl aspirations, and I don't think anyone thought the Bears were going to be in that place. And now they're losing to a team like the Bears. You, you got some questions going, uh, you know, a quarter of the way through the season for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Definitely a disappointing effort on the Bucks' half. Um, Personally, I didn't like Brady's performance in the second half. Obviously, you touched upon it. Six points in the second half by the Bucs was disappointing in all aspects. And frankly, I do have a ton of questions about what the Bucs can do. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's week five. They're coming off a short week. How many weeks do you give them the benefit of the doubt? Well, I mean, they're three and two, so they're doing well in the division. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are probably going to make the playoffs if the Saints don't shape up correctly. A wise man once said, who cares about their divisional record? 
You know who, you know who said that? Oh. It was you about 10 minutes ago when we were talking <laughs> about this game. Was it? Yeah. I'm not sure. But, you know what? They, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. They'll be okay as long as they can win the games they should, and they have to beat... They're, they have to win their divisional games as well. They have to beat the Saints the next time they play them, and they have to beat the Panthers like they're supposed to. How about the Falcons? They should handily beat the Falcons. Anyone in the league except the Jets should handily beat the Falcons. If the, okay. Fal- if the Falcons beat you, God forbid they come back on you. Shame on you. But. If anyone comes back on you, yeah, you, you're, you don't belong in the NFL. Well, it's the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, regarding this game Thursday night, for those of you that did watch, I'm surprised. We're all surprised. We all had Tampa Bay winning the game. A low-scoring game compared to what many people might have thought happened. But 20-19, to Tom Brady's performance, I didn't think it was really good at all. First quarter, second quarter, he looked really slow. Only throwing for, what was it, 253 yards, I'm pretty sure he threw for. He didn't throw a pick six this week. Yeah, that was good compared to in the past for Brady. But he didn't have Chris Godwin. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. So they were a little shorthanded on offense. But... Is there there cause for concern with Tampa Bay? I think the answer is yes. The offense is going to be good. They got Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time. But the thing that struck me in this game is the defense. Do they have enough pieces? Their run defense is good. But we've talked about guys like Sean Murphy bunting, Carlton Davis the second. These are not top-tier cornerbacks. And for this team to go far and make a playoff run, this defense is going to need to step up because next week you're going to see Aaron Rodgers, you're going to see Devontae Adams, you're going to see a very good Green Bay offense. And for Tampa Bay to beat teams like this, their defense is going to have to be very good. And watching that game on Thursday night, I did not like the looks of that defense. Don't get me wrong. They get guys up front like Nadama King Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul that are very, very good against the run. But that secondary is a big cause for concern for me. And I think if Tampa Bay wants to get to the Super Bowl, played in Tampa Bay this season, they have a lot of work left to do on that defense. And playing a team like Chicago with Nick Foles at quarterback and not a ton of weapons outside of Allen Robinson, I think there's definitely cause for concern for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I think I think we can all agree at this point they they look like pretenders. They might be the best pretender in the league, but they're pretenders. They they could shape it up. And on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not giving them any excuses really. Like Tom Brady, yeah, you can say they didn't have Godwin, and you know uh, what's OJ Howard's hurt. He's out for the year. Yeah, actually. but Mike Evans is the is the best receiver Brady's played with since Randy Moss. Like I I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, he, like he's still got Gronkowski, and I know Gronk's not what he used to be, but he's got he's got someone he should be able to rely on. And the running game is was it special, in New England? Absolutely not. So I don't think Ronald Jones and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn or whatever. It's a weird combination. Is, yeah, I mean, it's not a downgrade. Like Brady, they've built this team for Brady to succeed, and I think it is the in, old line is not. It's, where it it's be. in the hands of Brady that that they they aren't doing what they're doing. Like he's. He's made plenty of mistakes. The O line is also not where it should be. No, it's not. And in New England, it was always sound. He always had a they, they pretty good offensive to line. Him. But isn't the thing with Brady that he gets the ball out of his hands in like, like two thirds of a second or something? You know, he is, you know, forty three. Love to exaggerate that. Okay, I at least I would say that. But you know, you talk to people here, they'll they'll tell you, you know, he gets they'll out of the ball faster than anyone. The defense, I, I agree that the defense is something you should be concerned about, but don't you? Th- I think everyone's idea the whole year was, oh yeah, the defense might not be great, but like Tom Brady in that offense should be putting up like thirty points a game. And how many times have they scored thirty? Once. I think yeah. I know they did it against the Chargers. I don't think they've done it otherwise. You might be right. Yeah. So like, I mean, you got the defense might step up for them. and They're going to win some games, but. The defense isn't the, the driver of that team, and that offense 
hasn't looked good enough for them to be a legitimate contender, in my opinion. And the thing is, let's not forget, he's getting adjusted to a new offense. He's been in New England his whole career right now. So they're only four or five games in right now. But the thing is, still, at some point during the season, they're going to have to cement themselves as one of the better teams in the NFC. That's what they were supposed to be at the beginning of the season, and that's what many people think they're going to be. This defense needs to step up big time. But quickly going to the other side, watching that Tampa Bay Chicago team, you look at the Chicago Bears team, they're not the most talented bunch in the world, but now you look at the standings, and they're 4-1. and one. Is this team legit? I think they're absolutely a playoff team. Um, oh, you got a problem with that? I, no, just go ahead. Get your case. The Packers will probably win that division. I think it'd be a stretch to say that the Bears are going to even question that and, uh, you know, that ending. But when you're 4-1... and one, like, yeah, I mean, if they get nine wins, especially with the expanded playoffs they're adding this year, the, the Bears will be a playoff team. Are they going to be an easy out for someone? Probably. I mean, unless they're playing the Buccaneers. But, like, who knows? It, it's, it's something, you know, the matchup isn't really what I'm concerned with. I think the Bears are not a legit contender, but I absolutely think they're a playoff team. You start 4-1, and one, it takes a legitimate collapse for you not to make the playoffs. And looking at their schedule, they beat teams like the Lions, teams like the Giants— not the best teams in the world. They beat Atlanta. But the thing is, to me, they scored 27 points in their opening game. Then they scored 30 against Atlanta. This is a team that's offense is not as bad as many people think. And Nick Foles is definitely an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They're in a pretty tough division, in my opinion, with Green Bay and some pretty good offenses in Minnesota. Obviously not what people thought they would be you this love season. Detroit. I did love Detroit. Kind of disappointing me so far. But they're in, a tough, they're in a pretty tough division. Looking at the standings, are they as good as their record at 4-1? and The answer is probably no. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Colts, who is playing pretty good so far this season. But overall, it was an interesting game on Thursday night. Good for Chicago. They're playing good some thoughts. good football right now. Connor, you have any thoughts on what Chicago's done so far this season? I know they play New Orleans, and I know they play Tennessee, and I know they play Houston as well. And I'm just saying... And they play the Rams as well. So I'm just saying I'm not confident that they'll be a playoff team. They Come could, on. They, they could they, be. They drop I'm all just four, not confident. They drop all four of those games. They're 4-5. They're and five. I think a 500 team makes the playoffs this year. That means I haven't mentioned the, the, the two Packers games and they have to play the Vikings as well. Okay, I mean they play the Lions. They play the Vikings twice as well. And, and you're right, the Lions. That's they'll, beat the, they'll beat the Lions. They'll probably beat the Vikings once. I'll believe it when I see it. Come on. It's, I just haven't seen enough. I haven't... What else do you need to see from them? They need to beat someone legit? If they beat uh, one of those teams that you named, the first of the first few... They, okay, so they play the Panthers next and then the Rams and the Saints. If they can... If they, if if, they go 2-1... and one, if they even, Yeah. Any of those games, if they go 2-1, and one, are they legit? Playoff team? If they go two and one by losing one, either the Rams or the Saints, they play the Titans next week. If they win that game, you never know. So you need you, you need them to go three and one in their next four games for you to think they're a playoff team. Yeah, that'll put them at seven and two. Right. At six and three, I wouldn't believe it. Oh come on! There's nothing like a good debate about the Chicago Bears to open up the show. I just wouldn't believe it. You're banking on the collapse. It's Chicago. They had a double doink in, in the playoffs. With Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but they, they lost. That game, they not. lost to the guy who's now their quarterback. Yeah, I know, but still. I don't believe in the Foles magic that much. He injured himself week one when he signed a huge contract. That's smart man. some magic. Smart he man. No, was pretty he smart lost for that. The contract. Well, actually, he's, he's still on it. My bad. Yeah. He's good. Before we get to some NBA stuff here, one last thing on that Thursday night game. I'm sure a lot of you may know what happened in that game with Tom Brady. For some reason, at the end of the game, he didn't know it was fourth down. Was this 
Do you think this actually happened or was this just some... I think it was, it was actually something that happened in the game. He was holding up four fingers like it was fourth down. But this is just uncharacteristic if this is true of what Tom Brady did against Chicago on Thursday night. I think it, I think it legitimately happened. And I've been trying to wrap my, my mind around how it happens. I think when you're playing, you know, first down is first down. They, he knew it was first down, right? So they don't get it on first down. You know it's second down because you just had first down, right? Yeah. You got to imagine on third down, for some reason, he thought it was second down. That's the only time I can imagine that was there the, a penalty? The flub, the fl- I, didn't know if, I don't know if there was a flub uh, penalty. But that's the only time... I imagine that the, the miscommunication happens because on, you know it's second down because you just had first down. You better know. You, and, you, and once you get to fourth down, if you knew it was third down, and you know it's fourth down, right? So If there was a penalty, I, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because why? those are some like, flubber plays has, that happen. But has they Tom didn't really Brady happen. never been in a situation where he's had to go all the way to fourth down and there's been a penalty old, on one of the first three? People forget shit. So he, he has dementia. But listen, that's just something you, you can't do. Too many times. Whether you're Tom Brady, whether you're Mark Sanchez, or whether you're Teddy Bridgewater, whether you're any quarterback, you got to know what down is. Nathan Peterman <laughs> or Tom Brady, you need to know when it is fourth down. That's true. You need to know either way. but You can blame him, but I'm just giving you a reason for it. He we'll might. save the fourth down talk for another time. But either way, it was an interesting game and good for Chicago. They're off to a 4-1 yep. and one start that many people did not have coming, coming into the season. Yep. But moving on, the NBA Finals are still going on. Might be a little surprised by... The time we were doing this show last week, you probably thought it would be over by now. But guess what? Miami Heat extended the series last night. It's 3-2. to two. We have a series going on. Tomorrow night could be the last game of the season. Can Miami force a Game 7? Big, big, big NBA Finals going on right now. Guys, thoughts on what's happened so far in this series? The Miami Heat, can they win the championship and win two more games? Or is this thing going to end tomorrow night? Connor? That's tough. That's tough because I love Jimmy Buckets and I loved his performance last night. And it was a huge statement game facing elimination. He put up a 35-point triple-double. Duncan Robinson with 26 points also. He was huge. It was a big statement game for Jimmy, but they're going to lose game six. They're going to lose game six and the Lakers are going to be champions. And that sucks, but it's going to happen. It's not Jimmy's fault. You're really confident. They're just a more talented team and they're going to show up. And they were Danny Green three away from making... From winning it all. That is uh, that is absolutely true. They are Danny Green 3 away from already being out. But. It's so. But. You have to give credit gonna, to Jimmy there. But I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. I want to give a limb. The Miami Heat win the title this year. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I am. I am. It's a bold prediction. Am, that's not my only bold prediction of the day. But that is the boldest of the day. The Miami Heat are going to win the championship this year, and it was something I wasn't confident in at all. That's definitely not going to reach. This won't reach? No. Um, I I was not confident in them as champions, but I have been confident in them as competitors. Something I said when they played the Celtics was, Jimmy Butler does not go down easy. And I think he's already proven that. He doesn't go down easy. He might not go down at all. And... Wow. It's it is. I mean, you're it's all. It's me nearly. Mir- it's. I'm telling you, he won't. It is nearly miraculous what they've done. It is. It is so outside the norm. They're a five seed. They are challenging what people are calling the best team in the league, and I think they got them on their heels at times. I know they were they were down three one, and LeBron doesn't blow three one leads. He he, uh, you know, take, no, he takes them. He yeah. obliterates them. Yeah, he obliterates them. Um, but I I see the Heat doing it. I think. The Lakers look a little. 
No, they don't look lost, but they they look like they think they have the Heat figured out, and then the Heat still manage to to sneak some wins out of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler literally kills himself and and wins a championship this year. He he's had he. Do you has think he's gonna to win tomorrow himself. night and yeah, Game Seven? I absolutely do. He really has to kill himself to win games, and he's been doing it. It, you like is Le, isn't LeBron five seconds last LeBron night. yeah forty five yeah, right? yeah he played forty seven minutes the the Heat only went seven deep forty five seconds of rest last they night. only have to play two more games and it, you know if they win game six do I think the Lakers will will take it to another level and try and absolutely step in their throat sure but Jimmy Butler doesn't let that happen okay. he he doesn't let that happen to himself I don't think they get blown out. I think I think after game one, it was like, this is a wake-up call for us. We need to change what we're doing, and we need to do it right now. And then and, game two. They and they, they did lose, but it wasn't... You saw that game? That was a great game last night. They had a lot of guys hurt that game. They're all, they're all back except Drogic now, and I think they're in position to, to take game six and at least make it interesting. I think they win it all. I mean, regarding that game last night, if you watched, it was pretty back and forth the whole way through. Nobody was up by more than 12 points the whole way. It was a very good game, and... Jimmy Butler, I'm becoming more and more of a Jimmy Butler fan in this bubble. I didn't realize he was this good. Will, is he a top 20 player? He no might doubt. be. Oh my I think God. he is. I, I think going into the season, he was a uh, top 20 player. He could player. even be a top 15 player right now. He the is way a he's top playing. 15 player. We'll rank our players a different time. But still, last night, that was a great win for Miami. I said going in, the Lakers would win the series in six. And that prediction is not changing. This game ends. This series ends. This NBA season ends tomorrow night. I don't want it to end. The Lakers are going to win from somewhere between five to nine points. Mark it down on your calendar, wherever you want to mark it down. I think the Lakers will end this thing tomorrow night. Anthony Davis is due for an explosion, and that explosion happens tomorrow night. Anthony Davis scores 30-plus, and the Los Angeles Lakers are celebrating an NBA title five minutes away from Disney World, and I wonder if they're going to party there afterwards. Justin, who's your MVP? Of the series right now? Yep. They're going to win tomorrow. If Anthony Davis Davis has a game tomorrow night, like I'm saying, it's going to be Anthony Davis. Okay. Who's your MVP? LeBron. Well, I mean, in your case, it would be Anthony Davis, but I think it would be LeBron James. If the Lakers win right now, it's LeBron it's obviously Jimmy if the Heat win. Um, Thank you guys for the questions, by the way. Tommy, Tom, and Jordan, we really appreciate it. We'll get to Tommy those. Tommy twice. Do you think Mostert will play? Oh, he those are some good asked, questions. He just asked who wins Finals MVP. Jordan, yeah, Mostert better play. We all we have three different players that we've chosen. What did you say, here. Butler? I said Jimmy Butler. Obviously, you said. said you said LeBron. He said AD. All right. So, so we'll see. Who do you think, Tommy? Let us know Tommy, in the section. Tommy, let us know who you think. But Dan- um, Danny Green, right? We'll get to those um, questions a little later on in the show. Thanks again, Jordan. I like that question. He mostered on my fantasy team. He better play. <laughs> um, but besides that, going back to the NBA Finals, it's been a great series. Obviously, we wish the Celtics would be in the NBA Finals, but that's not happening. Other things that have surprised me so far, the play from some guys like Kendrick Nunn stepping up. Kelly Olynyk had two very good... Nice game. I don't think Jake's a big Kelly Olynyk fan. None but of he, us are. He did have two pretty good games in the finals, and if it wasn't for him, maybe this series would be over by now. But right now, I think, unlike Jake, that this series ends tomorrow night. Connor, you think it ends tomorrow night, too? Yeah. It's been a great series. We both... Be. Going back and forth with you, Jake. We'll see what happens if there's a game if seven go, or not. If it goes seven, who do you have? I still got the Lakers. You I gotta stick with LeBron. I can't... I, you're gonna tell me LeBron's gonna go blow a 3-1 lead? No way. I, I just can't. Why I not? can't say that happening right now. Why not? I mean, maybe he'll forget what what game it is. I just like can't. Brady. I just can't. I just can't see it happening. I will be actually mind blown if Jimmy Butler pulls a Braun on Braun. It's gonna be surprising. Jimmy Butler would be like goaded if he if he does this. 
For those of you on the camera that are I'm watching not, this... I'm not just talking about coming back from 3-1 in the finals. I'm talking about everything. For those of you that are watching this right now on Facebook Live, if you see some moving around, we just got to move the computer so it doesn't die. But that will happen in a couple minutes. <laughs> but, um, no, this has been a phenomenal series. Jake, what do you have? Five? You had him winning in five, right, the Lakers? I did. And now I've completely flipped. <laughs> once, once I saw the Lakers and the Heat actually play, and I saw that Jimmy Butler was going to continue to be Jimmy Butler, it didn't matter who he was playing, I... He he stole my heart. He is he is a real competitor. Well, Jake, we'll see if he keeps on stealing your heart tomorrow night. All right. He's probably gonna hurt me. <laughs> oh, in your sleep. Yeah. All right. Game six tomorrow night. Tune in. That's at seven thirty. Some more NBA talk before we move on to Connor's unfortunately sad Yankee talk. But um, the NBA offseason is approaching us, and Jake, I know you had an answer to this talking about this before the show. What team, in your opinion, has the most important NBA offseason coming ahead of us? Jake, you're on the clock. At first, I wanted to say the Miami Heat. Because I think when, you, when you've when you done something like they've done, whether they win or lose... Keep listening, fans. <laughs> We're moving the camera. Um, whether they win or lose, I think, I think the most important thing here is they have put themselves on the map. And I know Miami was always a, a destination spot for guys because they liked, you know, the, the city and the weather and the culture. But now players are going to look at them and say, just, just Jimmy and Bam? And they, they made the championship? They got, they got young guys like Hero and Duncan and, and, you know, that supporting cast. And I could join them. And I don't think anyone would look at me like Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. And, and you know... That, that's such a valuable thing to, to be that kind of attractiveness to, to the rest of the league. It, the, the Miami Heat have a lot to do, but I think one team does have a bigger opportunity here than them, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks, I, I, think, peop, I think they did exactly what we thought they were going to do. I don't think many people thought they were going to beat the Clippers um, yeah, not in all. the playoffs. But they won. It went six games, right? Yeah, it went they six. won two games. Luca hit a big shot. Um, I think Luca this season really proved that he's going to be a, a face of the NBA in the future. And I think when you when you're Dallas, you you what you were doing last year, if any of you guys remember, is they went they went hard to get Kemba Walker, and it didn't work. Extremely hard. They went very hard to get Kemba Walker, and it didn't work. And I think if you're Dallas, you go out and you try and get a guard again. I think. If you get a, a good scoring guard to play alongside Luka and to support Porzingis down low, you're a legitimate contender. And the improvement of those two guys and the addition of another key player, which I think they have the room to do, is, is going to be huge for Dallas. They could be, they could be up there with, with any of those teams that we're talking about winning the championship. And it's not like this year. isn't already a playoff team, too. This That's is right. A- They're already a playoff team. And they already have some good talent, some good young guys that are going to keep getting better. If you add a third one, it could be a veteran guy. I mean, it, I, I'm not going to go out and say who it's going to be. But if you get a, a guy who you know, has got a couple all-stars already under his belt and he, he wants to join a team that he you know, doesn't need to be the top guy on anymore, uh, I think it would be a great addition. Um, they, they, could, they could get a guy and really move up into that upper echelon, echelon, echelon. However you say the word. However you want to say it, comment below, um, and they could they could win the title next year if they if they do. So Dallas, I like the pick of Dallas. I mean, it's a great team. You got Luca there, obviously. Connor, you differ with Jake at all? Um, 
I think Dallas is a good pick, but I personally picked the Oklahoma City Thunder as the most interesting offseason for them. Frankly, they did contest Houston for seven. I know Houston is what they are, but Houston had high expectations, and Thunder took them to the brink, and people didn't have OKC in the playoffs to start the year. That given, they have to do something with Chris Paul, in my opinion. They can keep him for another year, and then next year he's going to have a player option, but I don't think... OKC wants to do that and bank on the decision of Chris Paul. Yeah, I think he'll take it. I know he'll take it. I he might take it, but I don't think they want to bank that he's going to take it. I think they want to ship him out. I think they want to see what they can get out of him. I think they want to build through the draft this year. I want. I think they want to develop the young core, and I think they want to move on and see what kind of value they can get in him. That being said, I think they can improve their team as well. They can get a wing. They can get a good backup center to Steven Adams because a lot of times when they when Adams left the game and when Adams was hurt, they didn't have a good big. Or they need a reliable wing player also because we found that to be a huge issue with the Thunder. Huge issue. Even though um, Dort can play defense, oftentimes his offense was hit or miss, and that was the telltale sign with Houston, and that was extremely tough. So I think they need a reliable player like that, like DeMar DeRozan, who's going to be coming up on a player option. Nicholas Batum is going to be coming up on a player option as well. Batum? Batum. But if nobody still nobody the adds Nick Batum and, and improves. He might be okay. Otto Porter might be pretty good, too. I, I was mean, a Nick Batum fan when I was about Gordon, yeah, I li- 16. Yeah, I liked him when he was in Portland. Gordon Hayward, if he decides to opt out of his player option, which he has every Oh, I really hope he does. Those are some interesting picks. I mean, both teams that could definitely probably are going to be good this year unless something amazing happens. Who do you have, Justin? I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers, a team that's not championship-ready yet, or they're probably not going to be championship-ready for a long time. But this is an Indiana Pacers team to me that they have some good players. But the thing is, to me, it just seems like they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Oladipo wants out. Oladipo wants out. Sabonis is coming off a major injury. Is Sabonis going to be the same next year? That's a question that many people believe that I was shocked he was we as really good as he was already. He really doesn't look like that guy. Sabonis is a good yeah, player. I like Sabonis. He's probably the best player on the team. The other thing is Miles Turner. I'm hearing he wants out. Is Miles Turner going to be on the team next season? Is Victor Oladipo going to be on the team next season? This team needs another guy on this team right now. You look at the bench. You got guys like Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday. The Holidays are coming through the system left and right. Don't get me wrong. These Holidays are good players, but guy? make some other plans. These guys are not great players. What about Brogdon? What are they, McDermott? Like Brogdon? they McDermott. You have Doug McDermott. He was a guy that he's unbelie- okay. He's a great college player. He's he most, moves to the NBA, yeah. and he's nothing special. So you like Brogdon? He's a good player. I got one more team. But is Malcolm Brogdon a guy that's going to lead you to a championship? No. I don't think he is. Absolutely no. So the Indiana Pacers, to me, I picked them. I think they're stuck in the middle of nowhere. Sabonis' health is going to be key to start the season. Is he going to be 100% healthy to start the season? When is Sabonis going to be 100% healthy? And are the Boston Celtics going to pull off a trade with the Pacers where you see Gordon Hayward wearing an Indiana Pacers jersey to start the season? I don't I mean, send him back to Indiana. So, I mean, it could. He could, but, yeah, see his hometown friends. But honestly, this Pacers team, I think they're somewhere between a 7 to a 10. You don't know where they're going to be. Sabonis being healthy is the key to this team. 7 to 10, like a score? 7 to 10 seeds. 7, Seating. 8, 9, 10. Oh. Uh, they're somewhere they stuck in the middle. Well, the, they'll the be East behind, is getting better. They'll be behind the sure? Celtics. They'll be behind the Raptors. They'll be behind the Heat. They'll the be Nets. they'll be behind the Bucks. They'll be behind the Nets, and they might be behind the Sixers. So yeah, I think that's a good spot. I'd watch out for Atlanta. By the way, we'll get into that talk another time. I got one more team a though for the off season. Who's that? A team I don't think any of us are thinking about, but we all should be thinking about. It's not the Pacers. It's not the Mavericks. 
The Golden State Warriors. This is going to be a huge offseason for the Golden State Warriors. My way too early pick for next year's champion. Whoa, the Golden block State, your ears, block The your Golden ears. State Warriors. Like, I want it to be the Celtics, but I think the Warriors can, are going to go out and do it. They have a – what pick do they get? Second? They have the yeah. second pick in the yeah. draft and a disgusting contract in Andrew Wiggins. And I think you can move that and that pick together for a, uh, anybody you want pretty much. Anybody you want outside of – LeBron James and and anyone comfortable in their system. But yeah, I mean, I know we uh, a guy being talked about is Giannis Antetokounmpo and if you're the Bucks and you and Giannis says to you, "I'm going to leave when my contract's up." Do you take the second overall pick in the draft and, and Wiggins and maybe a couple of those young guys that showed up pretty good for the Warriors this year? It's a big question. That's going to be answered very soon. The, war- the Warriors are going to have a huge offseason. Giannis, that's a you know one specific scenario. But they, that Wiggins contract and that second overall pick can be packaged for just about anything they want. And I think they're going to go out and do something like that. And they're going to, I mean, they're going to try and replace Durant. As hard as that is, they're going to try and replace Durant. And co- go back and, and continue the dynasty. Watch out for Kai Bowman. No, Watch out for Kai Bowman. He's a good trade ship, honestly. He's a good player. No, but those are some interesting teams, Jake. I really like the Warriors, especially there at the end. We'll get into some more NBA talk. By the time we do this show next time, we will have an NBA champion, whether that's the Heat or whether that's the Lakers. But that's enough time right now for the NBA. Connor, Connor's Knicks are in a tough situation, but we'll talk about them Eighth. As, as the draft gets Eighth a little pick. sooner. Eighth. Yeah, you know. Horrible. Obi Top. Obi. Oh, 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 Obi. 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 I'd tank for Obi. No, I love Obi. There's, no much, there's not much tanking we can do the season's over. I know. We'll talk about the Knicks on Connor's time when he has a little more We're time. We're going to do a Knicks special for anyone that isn't doing anything on a Tuesday afternoon. can do that any time of the year. Yeah, because it, it takes a lot of time. Well, I don't want to take up anyone's important time. Exactly. Nobody, nobody cares about the Knicks. It's not important. Well, moving on to Major League Baseball. There's four teams left. And those four teams are the Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Houston Astros. Did I mention the New York Yankees? No, because, Connor, I'm afraid to tell you, last night the Yankees lost a game that they could have won. You have your guy on the mound that you spent tons of money on, your ace, Garrett Cole, pitches in the elimination game. CC Sabathia. Get out of here with CC Sabathia. Garrett Cole is the guy you paid tons of money for in the offseason. This is the game you need him to pitch well in. He pitched well. He wasn't great, but he pitched good. Did the Yankees win the game? The answer is no. And Connor, didn't he have like eight strikeouts? I mean, he strikes out guys left and right all the time. The the main thing here here is that Garrett Cole could not get the job done. Was he good this season? He got the job done. I'm it talking about this season. One run. It was this Chapman. season, you expected more from Garrett Cole. No, I no. He did exactly what I expected him to do. Game one, he was amazing. Game five, he was amazing. He was he allowed three runs up. I don't want to see him allowing three runs. Nine game five. No, he allowed three runs up in the previous game, Garrett Cole. In game one? He allowed three runs up. He was still amazing in one. He strikes out a lot of guys. Garrett Cole is a great pitcher. But the thing is, did Garrett Cole get the job done enough last night to win him the game? Yes. He he was good. We lost him the game. He did good enough. He was good. He was very good. Was he good enough this season, what Yankees fans expected? I I expected more out of him. I we all did. But, that, the but that's, that's not his fault we lost last night. It's not his You know whose fault. fault it is? Our Lotus Chapman is a guy that I think is good, but when it comes to clutch moments and clutch situations, I think our Lotus Chapman blows when it comes to those situations. Blows? I don't think our Lotus Chapman is good when it comes to those type of situations. That dude pitches heat. Did you see the pitch he allowed on that home run last night? 
Could you yeah. give him an easier pitch to hit? No. Good enough. That Not pitch enough. was right over the middle. Nothing on it. Our Lotus Chapman is a guy that pitches fast, but come on, Connor. When you get a guy like this, our Lotus Chapman paying him this much money, a team with a high payroll like the Yankees, they haven't won a World Series since 2009. You guys need to win a World Series at some point coming up. I know. You're going to hurt I, your paper. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, there, I heard a little bit. No, but honestly, Connor, you got some... I'm sure you got a lot to say on the Yankees. It was a disappointing outcome last night. The Tampa Bay Rays, with a payroll way lower than the Yankees, went on and beat you guys. Plain uh, and Connor, simple. The, the floor is yours. Well, Yankees. the payroll guys aren't even the important guys because I have four guys here that are set to be either going to arbitration or free agents. That's Judge, that's Gary, who, yeah, I mean, he didn't play a lot, but... I'd like to have Gary as my second catcher, if that's possible. DJ LeMayhew and Gio Urshela. Those are f- three out of those four guys are key important guys. You gotta lock guys. up DJ. You gotta lock up DJ. Gotta lock up Judge. Gio, you can be that as it may. Aaron Boone, I'm gonna need to talk about here. Game two. Gave it away. Gave, gave it away. Gave, you can't afford to do that in the postseason. You can't afford to do that ever. He gave it away. Went with this stupid opener idea. He went with Debbie Garcia, who's a very good pitcher, who's comfortable with going very long stretches. Not very long, but he's comfortable going five to six innings. Five to six innings. He can, he's very comfortable, I think, with going five innings in a postseason game. You would think you have to give the kid the, kid the opportunity at some point, and he just decided, no. He put the game in J.A. Happ's hands by, by the time the second inning rolled around. And by that time, Jesus. He did okay, but he did what he usually does. The second time around they faced him, they had guys on base, and they had guys on base. And then some guy hit a homer, and it was over. And then another guy hit a homer, and it was more over. And then it was just disgusting. It was not even close. And then it was out of reach. And then it was tied. And then we won game three. It's like a roller coaster ride, the Yankees season. I mean, listen, Garrett Cole is not the worst pitch in the world. Obviously, he's a top pitcher in the game. But the thing that struck me last night, too, is how many runs did the Yankees score? One. You got to score more than that. I know. That's what I'm saying. You go to game five, dude. You get the ability to win game four, God forbid, because the bullpen pitched five scoreless. And then you get the opportunity to go to game five, and Cole gives you however many innings he went with one run, and you only put up one. Up, and you know what it was? An Aaron Judge homer in the top of the fourth. That's all it was. That's all it was. Besides that, the bats were pretty silent. Silent. Ghost. I could hear a pin drop during the game. And this is a lineup that has Glaber Torres. They got Luke Voigt. They got Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge. This is a lineup that's stacked. The Yankees invested a lot in this team. The Yankees have not got the job done for a very long time. And Connor, being a Yankees fan, it must be pretty disappointing. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Red Sox fan, and I remember I'm disappointed o- myself. I remember 09. It's been a long time, but I remember. But you guys are due. And whether that's so, next year or the year after, you got to figure out if Aaron Boone's the man. He's not. I, I'm ready to say he's not. This is, what, year two or three with him? I'm just about... Seems like it's been forever. I've just about had it. This is ridiculous. This is... Two, I think this is year three. So two out of three years, he's been disappointing because last year he did pretty well with a team that was riddled with injuries. and But we still came up short in a lot of people's eyes, and I get that. But year one, came up short. Year three, came up short. Horrible. Year he's got to go. He's, no, he doesn't get a year four. He's got to go. Got to go. And I hate to break it to you, Connor, but there's four teams left in the playoffs, and like I said, that's the Astros, that's the Rays, that's the Braves, and that's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the favorite right now, but going over this real quickly, this all starts tomorrow. I would be shocked if the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Houston Astros. I think the Astros are going to the World Series, and they're going to prove people wrong. That was a big scandal. They were stealing signs. They were cheating. But the Houston Astros are out to prove people wrong. And I think the Houston Astros are going to beat this Rays team 
in the series. I think Tampa Bay is a good team. I don't think they're great, and I think this Houston Astros lineup is almost as stacked as the Yankees, and I think they're going to beat the Rays and go in the World Series. The Yankees are a joke, but the Rays are not. They are for real, and just because I was crapping all over the Yankees doesn't mean the Rays are going to lose. They're going to win this series. Because you think they Tampa are, wins? I think they have way better. you think Tampa wins at all? I think they're going to get to the World Series. I think they do win it all. I think they, got, I think they got the best pitching in the league. They get great pitching. By far. By far. I think their Whoa. bullpen is loaded. I think they got Glasnow and Snell, who are two aces. Two of those those guys could be number ones on any team. And their bullpen's not that bad either. Almost. Their bullpen is ridiculous this year. I don't think many want to see it, but the Dodgers probably will win it all. I just don't, I just don't believe in the Dodgers hype. I you never think the have. Dodgers? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're there every year. Will the they, Dodgers they be the Braves? I think the Dodgers are going to so be the, the Braves. Yankees. They never get it done. Yeah, well, they're done. And the Dodgers will be done soon. They're Dodgers or Braves? I think the Dodgers will get to the World Series, but they're going to lose. Okay. So he's going with the Dodgers and the Rays. I'm going with the Dodgers and the Astros, and Jake is going with the... I'll go with the Astros, too. You think it's going to be Astros-Dodgers? Cheaters, yeah. Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see an Astros-Dodgers World Series after all that's happened with the scandal. You got Carlos Correa. You got Jose Altuve. You got a great lineup with Bregman and Brantley and Springer. You got guys left and right on this Astros team. Joe Kelly's going to hurt someone. Hell yeah. Who knows? But overall, Connor, I'm disappointed for you. I'm disappointed for Yankees fans. But when I heard the news, when I saw the news that the Rays won 2-1, to one, I was jumping for joy last night. I mean, this Red, <laughs> this Red Sox team, they had a terrible season, but when the Yankees lose, it's always an extra extra amount of happiness for Boston Red Sox fans. But still, it's going to be a long road ahead for us. It could be a long road ahead for you guys. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. I'm excited. We have officially made it to the last four teams in baseball. And so far, the COVID thing has gone pretty well for the MLB, so I'm happy to see that. Not too many cases besides earlier in the season, the Cardinals and Marlins. But, Connor, I'm excited to see what happens with the offseason with the Yankees and what happens if Aaron Boone is going to be the man in charge at the start of next season. I mean, I I suspect Cashman won't be a bonehead and make a rash decision. But he would be making the right decision and making a rash decision. But I don't think he will. But we'll see what happens. All right. Let's now get into what people actually care about. It's on to the the NFL. We're going to add a thing this week. It's going to be the five questions for the quarter of the season in the NFL. I'm going to ask Connor Howe and Jake Platter five questions. I'll even give you my input too. So they're going to give you their input on what happened so far this season. The biggest surprise team. The biggest disappointment team. The biggest surprise player and disappointment player in your Super Bowl matchup so far, a quarter way through the season. Starting off with the first question. Jake or Connor, who wants to start off? I'll start off. What is your biggest surprise team so far, a quarter of the way through the season? I think it's got to be the Cleveland Browns. Boy, oh boy, a lot of people do not like this team. I think a lot of people still don't like this team. But they have won some tough games. Correct me if I'm wrong, they're 3-1, and one. yeah? Yes, they the are. The only team they've lost to is the Baltimore Ravens, and they, they're streaking, honestly. Odell Beckham looks good. You're blocking my, my view. Sorry. <laughs> I was just commenting to Ethan Butt back at a question. Odell Beckham <laughs> looks real good. That running game, I know Nick Chubb's running the IR, but Kareem Hunt has been incredible this season. And the Cleveland Browns... Something I'm, I didn't think I was going to say, especially this soon in the year. The Cleveland Browns will be a playoff team this season. Um, it's going to be tough for them because they're not going to win the division. They might not even come in second, but they still will be a playoff team. Um, it's, a real, it's, a, it's a tough division to play in, but I think they'll be fine. And 
they they look good. They look like the kind of team that that sneaks their way into the playoffs, gets put up against a team that that people like, a division winner, and and maybe sends them home. At least makes it real hard for them. Um, the Cleveland Browns are, have been very surprising. They look really good. That's a good Their pick. defense looks good, too. Um, they have a great pass rush, one of the best in the league. Nick Chubb doesn't look too good, but... No, I said, he got, I said he's Hunt hurt. Looks amazing. Yeah, I said he's that. hurt. Kareem Hunt um, looks good. But uh, Denzel Ward's been great in the secondary. Miles Garrett has been an incredible pass rusher for them. They, they, they got the right pieces to be a legit contender. Um, they're not there yet this year. I think they need a quarterback change, but the, but the whole team looks pretty good. I think the Cleveland Browns are one of the biggest surprises. Good the pick, Jake. Connor, what's your biggest surprise so far? Um, honestly, it's Buffalo going 4-0. I knew Buffalo was going to be a pretty good team. I had them winning the AFC East this year, but they're off to a pretty, really good start, actually. They might be able to contend with the uh, these other teams in the AFC, right. these other powerhouses. But we'll still have to really see. really think that? I I think they've shown that they can so far. I think Josh Allen has shown that he's clearly the guy, and he's going to be a top five, top ten quarterback in the league for years to come. I think he's clearly Whoa. I think he's clearly shown that so far. Whoa! And I think well, depending on the matchups with New England, if they split, then people can have their opinions and what they say, and they can still win the division. But if they beat New England both times. That's going to say something huge. Yeah, they obviously win the division if they do that. Oh, no doubt about no it. No doubt about it. I think they can win the division splitting. But I agree. But if they beat New England both times, there there's no, no contest. There's no, there's no con- contest. They can no take contest. they can take Week 17 off. And I think you have to start edging them in the top dogs with Kansas City and with Baltimore. They have right. to be in that conversation as well. I think it's a good that's, pick. That's what I'm saying. We're running out of time a little bit. We still got about 25, 30 minutes left. So I'll keep this short. My biggest surprise team so far. We already went over this, but it's the Chicago Bears. You look at the roster, you get a quarterback, Nick Foles, David Montgomery's your running back. This team signed Lamar Miller for a reason. They're 4-1. Are they this good? I told you they are not this good. My biggest surprise is Chicago. They played good Thursday night, but I think this season is not going to go as much as they hoped for that down in Chicago. They're 4-1 right now, but I see a lot of losses coming out. They're in a tough division, so my pick Chicago. Good picks, guys. Next up, biggest disappointment team so far. I'm going to have to go with the Atlanta Falcons. This is a team, you look at their offense, you've got Matt Ryan, who's a solid quarterback, borderline Hall of Fame worthy. We'll get into that topic another day. You got Julio Jones, you got Calvin Ridley, you got Todd Gurley, Russell Gage is even a good receiver on that offense. You got Hayden Hurst. This is an offense that many teams in the NFL wish they had, which they don't. But don't get me wrong, the defense isn't that good, but they get some stars like Deion Jones and some other guys on that defensive line that are very good. This football team should not be winless, and that's what they are. They haven't won a football game yet. I do not understand how Dan Quinn has not been fired yet. This guy needs to be let loose down in Atlanta. They're 0-4. They're much better than their record. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. The Falcons should be better. That's my biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment is the Texans. I know they got rid of Bill O'Brien, but 0-4 is a real tough start for the Sean Watson-led team. And I know Bill O'Brien gutted this team, but and they've had some real tough matchups, but... I did not expect them to go down to the Vikings last week, and I think that was a real indictment to this team. And it clearly, ownership saw, saw it too, and they, that's why they got rid of Bill O'Brien. But he put them in a pretty big hole, and that's going to be tough for Deshaun Watson and the Texans to climb out of. I don't doubt that they can do it. They might be able Oof. to. They might be able to sneak themselves in the playoffs. Oof. They might not win the division. 
but it can be done. But you are all over the place. You got the you got the Bears at four and one, saying that they can, they're, they probably won't make it. They don't play right, and you got the Texans zero four. You're saying they can get in. Come on, come on. You're crazy. We're all friends here. You're I mean, crazy. It's, it's Romeo Cornell. I mean, they are, got rid of Bill O'Brien. They got rid of maybe hopefully the source of all the problems. So I'm hoping. They, Not they got that they can get around because I like Deshaun Watson and I don't want to see him be gutted just because Bill O'Brien's a horrible coach. Wait, horrible wait about three weeks until Will Fuller gets put on the IR and then the, their season's over. All right, all right. My biggest disappointment team is the Dallas Cowboys, a team I definitely had higher hopes for than others, but I think we all saw them as a team that was potentially going to be the favorite to win that division. Um, and uh, At least compete for it. Right there. That's true. That's true. They could still win the division, and they could still be a playoff team. They're only a half a game out somehow at one and three. Um, but oh my God, the Dallas Cowboys are a, an epic collapse by Atlanta away from being zero and four, and their offense looks pretty good. Dak has been great this year. I think th- he's probably getting the most hype of any one and three quarterback. Um, because he's thrown for, I think the the stat was he's thrown over fourteen hundred yards in his last yeah, three he games. How yeah. like how do you do that? The, their defense is so bad. The Cleveland put up thirty eight on you. They 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 probably will let up at least twenty five to the Giants, and the Giants are awful. Exactly. It, it's it's really disappointing how bad that defense is, especially um, a team that. If their defense improves a little, they could still win the division because it's going to be open. That division's really bad, but. I'm licking my chops if I get matched up with them in the playoffs because I'm having a field day on that defense. Uh, it's it's going to be something to watch. The Cowboys just horrible so far this year. Zeke Elliott hasn't even been that good. He really hasn't. Uh, that, that O-line is, is getting to be suspect, and it's it's not— They already lost Tyron Smith of the year. Yeah, it's not an indictment on, on Zeke by any means. I think he's a very talented runner. But I think it, it definitely proves the point that— when they have that O-line, you put anyone back there, and they're going to be a very good running back. Um, and it's starting to show that they, without that O-line, they, they aren't going to be as good as people think. Moving on to our third question real quickly here. What's your biggest surprise player of the season so far? Real quickly, mine's Josh Allen. This Buffalo Bills team, like Connor mentioned before, they're undefeated. They're really good. They're giving the Patriots a run for their money in the division. And Buffalo right now looks like the favorites to win the division. Josh Allen's a guy that coming into the season, I didn't believe in as much. But now, watching him in these first couple of games so far this season, I believe in the Josh Allen hype. The Josh Allen hype is real. I think he's better than Sam Darnold. Connor might have a different opinion on that. Josh huh. Allen is one of the better quarterbacks right now in football. The addition of Stephon Diggs in the offseason really helped him out. Cole Beasley and John Brown, other players, when you have guys around you, they can make you better. And that's exactly what Josh Allen is doing this year. His rushing ability is tremendous. He's a good quarterback. His accuracy is getting better and better. And I think Josh Allen is going to get better and better as the year goes on. So my surprise player right now is Josh Allen. My surprise player is Cam Newton. And I wasn't as much of a believer. I didn't think I didn't quite see how the system would work. I knew they would pan more to a RPO style offense with Cam. But it's working really well. And Cam is looking revamped. He's looking really energized. And he's completing a lot of his throws. And he looks... He looks a lot more like the Cam Newton of 2016 than he does with Cam Newton than the last three years I've seen him in a Carolina Panthers uniform throwing the football. He's making a lot of smart decisions. He's making a lot of throws with accuracy that I haven't quite seen since he went on that MVP run, but didn't quite have it in the Super Bowl. But still, he's looking very good. And that's my surprise player. Mine's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. This is a guy 
that two years ago, we thought he may never play football again. That was a horrific injury. He, he goes from that to being a backup, uh, looking good when Drew Brees went out, yep. getting himself a contract on a team where he could be a starter, and he's proven himself. I mean, there's something to say about what Teddy has been able to do this year. They lose Christian McCaffrey, and since then, they're, they're undefeated. They lose arguably the best running back in the game, and they start winning. And that's because of Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Davis. He's, Mike Davis is doing fine, but it, but Teddy, you saw that scramble he did, that little juke move to get himself into the end zone? Yes. Teddy is making things happen. Teddy there. is dancing. Teddy is dancing in Carolina. He is so excited that he is back on the field playing football and winning these games. Teddy Bridgewater has been a surprise for so many people. I think so many people could have seen them being 0-4 right now, and they're 2-2. Two two. Absolutely. Absolutely great. Next up, biggest disappointment player so far this season. There's been a lot of guys that have really disappointed, but so far, who's your disappointment? T.Y. Hilton. And that's because— oh, it hurts me to say because he's on all my fantasy teams. I'm sorry to say that. T.Y. Hilton is on a pretty good team. The Colts are 3-1, and one, and T.Y. Hilton hasn't really shown up for any of these football games, and that's— Kind of disheartening. And Paris Campbell got hurt two weeks ago. Exactly. And that hasn't proved in anything to show him for T.Y. Hilton. I know they're running the football a lot. And they want to be a Taylor's running football nice. team. And Jonathan Taylor is a good running back. And they've already lost Marlon Mack. Jeez. So, but this team is still running and gumbling. But gumbling. They're doing whatever they can. But they're not throwing to T.Y. Hilton. They better I'm, tomorrow. I mean, Phil Rivers better get an arm. Relax. That's all I got to say. Go My... Disappointment player is Tom Brady. Um, Tommy Gillen, if you're still listening, I know you're loving that. Um, Tom Brady has been. Thank you, Bridget. We got a listener here, Bridget. Always a pleasure. Thoughts on Tom Brady? We did talk about that a little (laughs) earlier. Um, But Tom Brady, yeah, that's just one of the big disappointments for Tom Brady this year. He's played in five games and he's already thrown two pick sixes. he, he did have one five-touchdown game, which was very nice, and they got that win against the Chargers. Very good by him. They're leading the division, um, even though they're 3-2. and two. It's crazy. But, but Tom Brady hasn't looked right. We, we talked about this game earlier, so I won't get super into it, but like, if you, inc- if you incorporate Tom Brady's last game in New England, he's thrown three pick-sixes in six games. He, he, and they're, they're big games. He's playing on, in prime time against the Saints. He's playing a Thursday night game that, you know, he should be winning. A team that's going to overtake them in the standings in the Bears if they lose, and they did lose. He's got six points in the second half of the game. He's just, he just doesn't look right. With, with all these weapons, Mike Evans being the, probably the best since Randy Moss, you, how are you not better? How are you not in, in this tier with, like, Dak and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers just – Having a tremendous statistical season. Like, he, he should be so much better than he is, so I'm very disappointed in him. I completely agree with both of you guys. Good predictions there with guys that are really having some bad seasons. Tom Brady's not had the worst season, but Tom Brady's standards. Are you still is, disappointed? I'm disappointed in him. There you go. I'm not disappointed in his career, but he's had a disappointing season. And you even watched Thursday night only throwing 253 yards. That can't happen if you're Tom Brady and if you want to win a lot of football games. But my biggest disappointment right now is A.J. Green. A guy that, don't get me wrong, the guy's coming off a ma- major injury. It seems like these last two or three years he can never stay healthy. I was expecting bigger things from A.J. Green coming into the season. you got Joe Burrow, one of the better quarterbacks in this draft class, if not the best. He comes in, and A.J. Green I thought was going to be a major point of this offense. And now you're looking, and guys like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon are stepping up. And where's A.J. Green? He's really 
been nowhere. I think you're you're so accurate here, especially for AJ Green being a contract year. A lot of people thought he might not even play this season because you know he's hurt every other day apparently. But he needed to prove himself this year so he can go out and get his next big contract, and he's done the exact opposite. I I would not trust him catching any ball I throw to him. He, he's he had one catch for three yeah. yards. Last week, and Joe Burrow threw over 300 yards. No, so how, like, how does that happen? It's unbelievable. They're taking him off the field. They're playing other guys instead of him. And I don't blame them. You look at T. Higgins, you look at Tyler Boyd. A.J. Green is on most people's not even active rosters in fantasy football land right now. I Thank God I traded He's him. He's a guy that a lot of people should look into dropping. Pick up T. Higgins, I'll tell you that right now. He looks pretty good, but yeah. that's my biggest disappointment, A.J. Green. The last question involves, if the season ended today, what is your Super Bowl matchup after only four games? Mine hasn't changed from the start of the season, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, that's a good pick. Now, thank you. Uh, I like to think it was a great pick four weeks ago, and it's even better now because both teams are really proving themselves. Um, Russell Wilson and uh, Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league right now. Um, he he can't be stopped. The defense doesn't look great, but when you're playing like that, it almost doesn't matter. Right. Um, and the same thing with the Chiefs. They, they've looked a little sus at times. They, they had a rough game against the Chargers. But maybe the Chargers are a little better than people think. Um, Pat Mahomes has been fine. And I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that putting them in the Super Bowl is a problem. Connor, Super Bowl matchup. Season ended today. Yeah, I got the Chiefs backers. I mean, I had the Chiefs Bucks, And you guys went into depth about Tom Brady and how the Bucks were looking pretty sus. So... I had those same sentiments as well, but I'm going to hold benefit of the doubt. But if it did end today, I'm going to go Chiefs-Packers. Connor, I'm going to have to agree with you 100%. The Chiefs are playing amazing football. Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback in the league. Aaron Rodgers is doing a lot better than people thought. Damn right. Devontae Adams is going to be back soon. That defense is legit. Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith up front. They're scary. Green Bay looks good right now. But Connor, Jake, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Seattle either. But those are our five questions a quarter of the way through the season. Next up, we got our picks, our locks, games of the week. Since we're running a little short on time, you want me to? I'll go through the games of the week. Stop me if I get to your pick, get or your lock or your bold prediction, any of that stuff. Yeah. Starting with the Thursday night game, obviously Tampa Bay and Chicago. We all know what happened there. Going into this week, after the Thursday night game, I'm forty three and twenty one. Jake is still sticking with me at thirty nine and twenty five on the season, and Connor is thirty five and twenty nine. Needs to get on a little winning streak here this week. We'll see what happens. So Tampa Bay, Chicago, that game is done with. On to the 1 o'clock games. Carolina is playing at Atlanta. Who wins this game? Oh, that's my upset of the week. I got Carolina. There we go. Thank you. Upset of the week. Connor, Carolina. Give us your two cents. Here's my two cents. Carolina has coming off two straight wins, like you just said, yep. since the McCaffrey injury. McCaffrey's still not playing, but that's okay. That's good for them. It is. That's really one good. cent. That's one cent. Here's my second cent. <laughs> you said it already. Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater. He's I do. doing great. Oh, you said it? Yeah. Excuse me. I'm giving both of my cents to Jake on this Thank one. you. Excuse me. Two cents richer. I also have the Panthers winning the game. So the Panthers are going to win this game. Upset. I'm sorry for the Falcons. I mean, their offense has been humming, except for the game Monday night against the Packers, and they absolutely screwed me. <laughs> you know that. God damn it. They did over, over did not hit because the Falcons oh, are terrible. Don't get me started on that. But that's besides All right, the moving point. up. Justin, the well, I'm sorry for both of you because Atlanta's going to win this football game. No way. Take the minus one if you like to bet. Atlanta's going to win this football game. Matt Ryan's going to have a massive week, and so is Julio Jones. That is if he plays. I think this Atlanta offense is going to make this Carolina Panthers defense look very, very silly tomorrow. Atlanta wins this football game, and I can't wait to gain a point on you guys in the standings. 
We're taking one back right there. Yeah. Keep going. Buffalo, Tennessee. This game is not on Sunday, but as of right now, this game is still happening. And this is one of our key games of the week, so we'll go into a little bit of detail. Who's going to win? Buffalo at Tennessee. I think Buffalo stays undefeated, and Josh Allen is going to have a huge week. This offense is very good. Do I believe in the Titans' defense? The answer to that is no. They lost guys like Logan Ryan. I understand Malcolm Butler is still there. Guys like Adoree Jackson in the secondary. But I see the main difference in this game being Josh Allen against the Tennessee Titans secondary. And I think Josh Allen's going to win that matchup. I think Buffalo is going to come close and maybe put up at least 30 points in this game. I think the Bills win. I think they do too. And I think the Bills are going to put up 30 plus as well. I got the Titans taking this one. Woo, it's going to be an interesting week. Derrick Henry is due. The longer it takes, the more due he is. Derrick Henry needs to go off. And for them to win this game, he does need to go off. And I think he can. The Bills seem to be playing to the level of the competition they play against. And I think Tennessee may be too good for them to let that happen. Um, Ryan Tannehill has been nice this year. They might win a game. And they had an extra week off. They're well-rested. That's going to be interesting. By the way, that's going to be on Tuesday at the moment. So Tuesday night football, I am all for it. Getting me more football every night. Connor, I hope your pen's doing okay down on the floor. I hope so, too. Next up, we got Las Vegas in Kansas City. I'm sure we all have the same pick here. The, the Raiders, of course. Is Patrick Mahomes going to lose this game? No, I get the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes, I have the Chiefs as well. Kansas City, Kansas City, and Kansas City. Next up, it's Arizona and the Jets. Another marquee matchup. Another game where probably we all have the same pick. Super I'm sorry, Bowl Connor. MVP, Joe Flacco. I do have a little bit of a prediction for this game. I think Kenyon Drake is going to get over 100 yards. He's been kind of quiet this year. I think Kenyon Drake's going to have a big game against the Jets this week. You could. Arizona and, wins. And the Car- Okay, the Cardinals win. Cardinals win. Three Cardinals. Next up, this is an interesting matchup. It's the Philadelphia no, it's Eagles. Not. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's interesting, too. No, I'm it's not. I'm glad you pointed it out. No, it's not. The, it's the reason why it's interesting, Pittsburgh, in a lot of people's minds, are a lot better than the Eagles. I think Pittsburgh wins the game, but I think this is going to come down to the last possession and Pittsburgh steals the win. I, you couldn't have said it any better. I'm with you all the way. I think the Steelers murder them. I think, that, I think it's at least a 10-point game. Okay. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, okay. I got Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben's going to have a pretty big week. Next up, 1 o'clock schedule. It is Cooper Cup and the LA Rams against Terry McLaurin. And the Washington, not Redskins, but football team. I think the Rams win this game. Another team that's surprising me so far because after this week, Jared Goff's going to have a team at 4-1. and one, And this is not one of his better teams he's had. I think they win this game pretty easily. And I think Cooper Cup gets in the end zone. I think Kyle Allen's going to get them a win this week. I think the Whoa. Washington football team Whoa. is going to come out with a dub this week. I think they're going to be inspired because a lot of people have been talking about the Dwayne Haskins benching. A lot of people don't like it. And I think Kyle Allen heard a lot of the noise. And I think Kyle's going to be fueled. And I think Ron Rivera's out to prove to people that his job's going to be on the line already. Because that was a very... It's a pretty questionable move. He's not not even a backup. Haskins? Yeah. He's not even a backup? No. Alex Smith is the number two. Yeah, I don't understand that, but... I swear to God, they didn't give give Haskins any practice reps this this week. See, that's that's just mind-boggling. But still, I'm going with Rivera something to prove this week. I don't think the Rams are going to have it for Kyle Allen. I think Kyle Allen gets it done. I think Antonio Gibson goes off. And I think the football team wins. I got the Rams. (laughs) Cincinnati, Baltimore. This is my survivor pool pick of the week. I'm sorry, guys, that you cannot take part of that in the moment because... Unfortunately, they both got eliminated. But I have Baltimore winning this week, and Baltimore. I think they're going to win by at least 10, probably 15, maybe 20, maybe I say Baltimore points. wins by 8. Baltimore wins by at least a touchdown. I agree with okay. you, Connor. So we all go Baltimore. And finally, the last 1 o'clock game of the week, Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew travel to face Romeo Cronell in the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien's not the coach anymore. Romeo Cronell is the coach right now, and I think— 
He used to be with the Patriots. The, you know, the big guy. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. Romeo? You know? I got the Jaguars winning this game. Um, why Why take a team that's winless when you could take a team that knows how to win, right? Well, I, I think, I think uh, the Jags have a better defense as well. The Texans look just real sus. Um, I got the Jags. Well, I'm going to defy that logic and lock in the Texans this week. The lock of the week. My, the winless team. I'm locking in the Texans hard this week. They're going to win. You can guarantee it. Romeo Cornell... I love people I like coming Romeo. out of revenge stores. And I like Cornell, too. He's going to be a good coach. A good defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. We'll but see. In this instance, he'll be a pretty good coach for Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson and the Texans are going to win. We'll see. Houston's going to win this game, and it's going to be close in the first half. Well, I think I'm, they I'm pull away. Up, I'm catching up to you this week with my picks. Houston is going to win this football game. Jake's going to start regretting his Brandon Cooks trade a little bit tomorrow <laughs> because Brandon Cooks is going to step up to the plate tomorrow. No way. And I think might, the Houston Texans win might. this game. No way, man. Four oh five. we have the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. We'll get to one of the Raheem Mostert questions in the comments in a couple of minutes here, but I think San Francisco wins this game pretty easily. My lock of the week, yeah. the 49ers winning. Yeah. San Francisco, I got, Connor? I got the Niners, too. Next up, one of the more interesting games on the schedule this week. It's the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns combined. They only have two losses. Indianapolis at Cleveland. Who wins? I think this is a game that's going to be a one-score game for most, most of it. I hope Connor jinxed T.Y. Hilton because I need some T.Y. Hilton tomorrow. I think the Colts win this game on a Rodrigo Blankenship go-ahead field goal. What a prediction that is. Uh, my upset of the week has moved more to a pick now, but at the time I made it, the Browns were one-point underdog. I'm oh. taking the Browns to take down the Colts this week. Uh, you know, after I call them sus at times and surprising at others, I think they take down a team that may be their biggest challenge so far this season outside of the Ravens, um, and, they, and they get a big win, uh, one that may move them into the playoff tier. I think the Colts are going to win this week, and I think we're going to find out which of these teams is the better of the two and which teams deserves to be in the upper echelon of these teams. I think they're both pretty evenly matched. I think I hope it's going to be close most of the way. I don't want to see this game get out of hand in any sort of way, but I think the Colts are going to come out with a W in the end. Giants-Cowboys. It's an interesting game. Do the Giants have a shot in this game? I don't think they really do. I think Daniel Jones is kind of disappointing people so far this season. I think Dallas wins this game pretty easily, and I think Dak Prescott has at least three touchdowns in this one. Mm. Wow. I got Dallas, too. Yep, I got, I got Dallas taking this one. I mean, the Giants will, will do what they do, but they're, they're, it's going to be a battle of whose offense is best, and Dallas is much better than the Giants. Mm. And let's get to the Sunday night game before we go to the now doubleheader, technically, on Monday. Sunday night game is another one that could be our game of the week very easily. A very interesting matchup. It's the Minnesota Vikings in the Seattle Seahawks. And by the way, this is my upset of the week. I have the Minnesota Vikings winning this football game. Don't get me wrong. Seattle's a great team. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. But I think Kirk Cousins is going to make things easy on Sunday night. You might be saying, what are you talking about right now? I am now? saying, what are you talking about? I think Dalvin Cook is going to have his way with the Seahawks defense. I think Adam Thielen's due for a big game. And I think the Vikings win this game. It's going to be very close. But my upset of the week is the Minnesota Vikings knocking off the Seattle Seahawks. I'll go 36-26 Seahawks. Take the over. Take the over. I like not the, by much. It's 57. Wow. I like the Seahawks in this game for obvious See, reasons. Yeah, the MV, they got the MVP. They got a, a tremendous running back and two all-star receivers. Um, the, yeah, they're, they're going to go off on the Vikings, and the Vikings won't be able to keep up. We'll see what happens. Interesting Sunday night matchup. Finally, we got two Monday night games now. 
One of them starts at 5 o'clock. That's the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. And this is my lock of the week. I do not see a Bill Belichick coach team losing three games entering week six. I don't think the Patriots are going to be two and three. We don't know who the quarterback is at the moment, whether it's Jared Stidham, whether it's Brian Hoyer. I don't think it's going to be Cam Newton from what I've heard so far. But the Patriots are at home against the Denver Broncos team that has many injuries. Noah Fant's not going to be playing. They're still going to be without Drew Locke at the moment. The Patriots aren't going to lose this game. Are they going to win by a lot? I don't think so, but I think the Patriots come away with this game pretty easily on Monday. If it's allowed, I'm going to, I'm going to say if Cam's the starter, I got the Patriots. But if he's not, I got the Broncos. I think, is that allowed? Yeah, so you got the Broncos. I got the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. You got the Broncos winning the game. I do have the Broncos winning the game. Um, and it, it is shocking to hear the Patriots will have a 2-3 and three record, but... Man, those quarterbacks look terrible. Brian Hoyer looks like a deer in headlights, and Jared Stidham threw one touchdown. Good for him. I I don't think he's very good. Um, The Pats, I don't think with a quarterback like that you can get enough going. I mean, the defense did fine against the Chiefs, and they do fine against the Broncos, but it's going to be another low-scoring game that I think the Broncos win out just because of how bad the quarterback plays in New England. Well, now that we're allowed to do that, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say if Cam plays, I got the Pats winning pretty handily. But if Cam doesn't play, it's going to be pretty close. And I think Denver can pull it out. That's allowed. And I think they will. That's allowed. Whether Brian Hoyer is the quarterback, whether it's Jared Stidham, whether it's Cam Newton, or whether it's even Julian Edelman, the Patriots are winning this game on Monday. But finally, we got one more game left. It's the Monday night game. It's Justin Herbert and the Chargers against Drew Brees and the Saints. I think this game could be tight pretty much the whole way, but I don't think Drew Brees is going to lose to a rookie quarterback. I agree with you. Um, the Chargers will put up numbers. Mike Thomas coming back this week. Um, I got the Saints coming coming out and winning this game. The, the Chargers defense hasn't looked very good, and Kamara is, is looking like the, one of the best running backs in football. This, it's going to be hard to stop him. I got the Saints. Yeah, I got the Chargers this week, and I got Herbert throwing at least three touchdowns, and I got the Chargers beating the Saints on Monday Night Football in front of everyone again. I can't wait. The Saints are going to be 0-2 on primetime on Monday Night Football this year, and that's what I'm going to tell you. The Chargers are having a coming-out party, and so is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert I like his the first Chargers name. are going to win. It's a pretty good one. Before we get to the last five minutes of the show, the Fantasy Mailbag, thank you to Jordan Wilde, Thomas Berry, and Tommy Gillen for some interesting questions that we will get to in approximately one minute. This show, of course, is sponsored by Service with a Smile. Call Victor Miller, 617-620-0207. Connor, do you need a ride to the airport anytime soon? Jake, do you need to go to CVS? He'll be available for a ride. Bridget, maybe to school or something coming up in the future. He will give you a ride anywhere. Call Victor Miller, 617-620-0207. Once again, thanks for listening to our show. We will get to the Fantasy Mailbag in a second. This is Justin Miller. This is Jake Platter. And that is Connor Howe. Starting off with our Fantasy Mailbag, Tommy Gillen is back at it again. He must be loving the show right now. Commenting (laughs) back-to-back weeks. We love it, Tommy. Thanks for listening. Fantasy question for later. Well, guess what? It's that time, Tommy. How safe do you think it is to start Titans or Bills players this week? They're playing. I'm going to make this very short and sweet, Tommy. It is completely safe to they're start playing. anybody on this team. They are playing. It's safe. The game is happening. I don't think they're going to get COVID in the middle of the game. You never know with the way things are going nowadays. I think The, the only thing I'm going to say real quick is yeah. John Brown. I don't know if he's playing, but whether whoever plays in this game, fair. Tommy, you've got to start them. Titans, Bills, Buffalo, Tennessee, Agreed. start them, Tommy. Start I think the, them. I think the, 
the easiest way to put it is if the Titans have to cancel another game, the, the whole NFL season's in jeopardy. They're, they're already a game back on everyone else. Um, I know that they worked it out so that it's the bye, but if you call another game for them, what do you do? You can't give them a second bye. It, it, what do you do, extend the, the end of the season, make it so that everyone gets a bye before the playoffs except that team? I, I don't think it's fair. Um, I think they, they need this game to happen, so it's going to. You agree, Connor? Yes. You liking this question? I'm, I'm, love, I'm loving this question. I'm excited for this game. Kind of a weak question from Tommy. Hopefully he backs that right, something Tom, better next week. You got a lifetime of questions ahead of you, Tommy. But next up, oh my God. a guy with a similar name. This is Thomas Berry. Tom, thank you for listening to the show today. Robbie Anderson or Jarek McKinnon at the flaps in? That's a very good question because I like both these players. Robbie Anderson's had a good season. I don't Jer- think it's tough at all. Jarek McKinnon's okay. picked up the slack. This question for me, is you want to start? Is Mostert playing? Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. If Mostert is playing, you start Robbie Anderson. If Mostert's not playing, I think I'd start Jarek McKinnon. Um, that leads into another nope. question. That leads us to our Raheem nope, Mostert absolutely. question. I, I disagree. I think you're going with Robbie Anderson either way. This guy is like the 12th best receiver in fantasy, and people aren't talking about it at all. I was just telling you how great Teddy Bridgewater's doing without McCaffrey. They love to throw. Atlanta has a terrible defense. I think Robbie Anderson probably gets in the end zone in this game, and he at least gets 80 yards through the air. He might get four catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, and I think you're taking that over whatever Jarek's going to get you. That's a good question. Um, I'm definitely going with Robbie Anderson. I wish he was on my team, and if you don't play him, I will find out. I'm going to balance it on the, the Mostert scale. If Mostert plays, you should go with Robbie Anderson, but if he doesn't, you should strongly consider, and I, in my opinion, you should go with Jarek McKinnon. Mm. That's a very because good question. Dolphins kind of have a good D. It could be a low-scoring game. I don't, think it'll, I don't think it's good enough, and Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to play. I think yeah. they'll smash, and I think they have a lot of players coming back. I think they'll yeah, be they, fine. they're going to keep throwing a kittle, man. if most of decides he doesn't want to suit up, then I think McKinnon's in line for a huge day. Robbie Anderson. That's a very good question, though, Thomas. Got to love it. But me and Connor basically on the same page there. And finally, Jordan Wilde, all the way from Waltham, Massachusetts. Do you think Raheem Mostert will play, and do I think he'll play? I'm not. I don't have that many connections to the assistant coaches or Mister any of the staff members, really. But do I think he'll play? If I had to say right now, I think he will play, but I think he'll be on a limited snap count. I hope he's going to play. He's on my fantasy team. I don't think he's going to get more than ten touches. I just don't. But you think he's playing? I think he does. Play. Limited snap count for I, for the fantasy for the fantasy uh, you know mindset. I think the the answer here is you probably don't want to play him. Um, because Jarek has been doing fine for them. Uh, Jimmy's coming back. Kittle's back in the mix. Debo is uh, looking good after his illness, whatever he had. They're gonna, so there's a lot of mouths to feed here, and I think they are going to ease Moster back in if he does play. So I think the best thing to do is wait a week on him and, and let him go next week. But if we do hear before the game that Raheem Moster's going to carry the workload for this offense, you've got to play him. Raheem Moster's a great running back, but it does come down to probably going to be a game-time decision about an hour and a half before the game, but I hope he plays. We will see what happens. Three very good questions from Jordan, Thomas, and Tommy. You guys can submit those questions every week on All the Balls. We will be back here in week seven, already week seven next week. Wild. Unbelievable. Speak wild. Get it? Jordan just asked the question. Yes. That was a good song, right? Crazy. We'll be back here for week seven, all the balls, next Saturday. I'm Justin Miller. That's Jake Platter. That's Connor Howe. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.